Gab and Jam, episode 239. All right, so what are we talking about today? All right, again, we're on our soapbox, but we are talking about six strategies for rebounding from creative burnout. And oh. these were inspired by the Accidental Creative Podcast, and I'll put their link below. Okay. But yeah, th these were, again, another set of ways to, to stay in that creative mode that I think were are helpful and different than I had ever heard explained before. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. Yep. That's always a good thing. Yeah. All right. So, um, and 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 there will be a blog post attached to this. So if you don't catch them all, that's fine. Just hit to the blog post. Okay. So here we go. The first tip for rebounding from creative burnout is to pause and organize. So part of the reason sometimes that we feel uh, burnout. Mm -hmm. is that we're overwhelmed thinking that we have to do all the things all the time and that's kind of always weighing. Yeah. And so part of what he suggests is that sometimes if you take a pen and paper and just write out like the big picture things that have to happen mm -hmm. and just dump everything on the list and then um, and then you can actually see all the, the, the projects and the obligations that you have and that sometimes that mentally helps you be able to... to start thinking about ways of handling that. Yeah. Yeah. So so you're saying if, if the burnout was caused by just being overwhelmed. Well, and, and uh, so let me give you a little bit of, um, maybe a little bit of context. He was talking about the coronavirus pandemic where mm -hmm. everybody went to work from home and they did whatever they needed to do to make that work out virtually. Yeah. And so that was stressful, but then we all figured out a way to do it. But then people ended up, you know, probably overworking because now you don't have that commute. You, you know, people were, they were uh, cutting into your lunchtime. Right. You know, you were sitting all day where you weren't getting the physical activity. You weren't getting the people interaction. Yeah. And then he said, you know, a year and a half later, people are starting to come back into the office. Mm -hmm. And that's stressful now. Yeah. Because now it's like, okay, I just got, you know, you, you know how it is you get used to what your whatever your reality is after a while you adjust to it right but now it's time for us to start coming back into you know into the office and then that requires another set of readjustment right, right. you know along with you know you, you know you think you had it handled and now right you gotta think about what you're gonna wear because you can't just wear your 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 leggings or your sweatpants or whatever all day right. you know you have to think about the commute again now yeah. you know gas prices you got all the stuff and so it's just kind of just taking that all in and then also the actual work that you do. Okay. So I'm trying to think of it in terms of the DIY rock star that's not at that level. Mm -hmm. So meaning that, that you're not at the level where your art is your job. Right. Is your work. Right. You know what I mean? So meaning that, that there's one thing to be in a point in, you know, probably a lot of DIY rock stars would probably say, I would love to be there mm -hmm. at the point where I'm stressed out because... I'm doing my job, and my job is my art, mm -hmm. and now those things have changed. Mm -hmm. And so, I so I, I can understand how that person may need to kind of pause, reset, kind of reorganize, realign themselves to understand. Okay, how do I handle this? But I think this works even for the DIY rock stars that are similar to us. That you have a day job, but you also have an art, an art uh, practice too. So now. I guess I'm looking at it, the fact that now you actually can go out to shows. You can go out to conferences. Right. So, but you got all this, not only regular work, but then you also have the, whatever the practices that you have developed online. Right. Whether That's it's posting the yeah. social media 
10 times a day. There's some people who are, it's ridiculous that number of times, but right. they've been doing it because they've been at home or, yeah. you know, they haven't had the, all of that kind of. Right. So you're saying like if, if, if you got a, a person who maybe you have been at home and you're working from home. Mm -hmm. And so because of that, you know, you have all your resources yes. there at home. You can and stop so, and, and Yeah, and try you can stop and, like, if it's your lunch break, yeah. you can just say, okay, I'm going to leave my workspace mm -hmm. and go to my other workspace right. and work on this yes. and do this mm -hmm. all at the same time. Right. And whereas now, if you're going into the office, you're yeah. leaving that, now the time that you used to could take right. and a lot for that, Mm -hmm. It's not there anymore, right? You know, so now you know you got to figure out how same, to rejigger all right. All things. the same pressures are there right. if you're yeah. growing your artistic practice, right? And you or, still need to find, or the fact that you have to now factor in a commute time. Yeah. So, so mm -hmm. if you now, if it takes you thirty minutes to an hour to drive into work, you right. know, and I, I count parking, walking, getting yeah. settled at your desk, yeah. and all the rest of that kind of stuff. If this is an hour that, you know, and then if you're coming home, it's the same thing. Yeah. Coming home, changing clothes, doing whatever you need to do to get your food, whatever. Yeah. yeah. That now all of a sudden you may find that you've stripped away two or three hours. Right. That you used to could dedicate to. Yeah. Your, they okay. used to could switch it up. Yeah. 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 Okay. So the first thing is to assess, to pull all the the responsibilities, put them on paper yeah. um, to be able to do the next step. So that's the first step. Pause and organize. So, yeah. you know, stop doing the work of it and actually see what is the work that needs to get done. Right. All right. And so the second uh, step is, um, he says, in order to rebound from creative burnout is clear the decks. And what he means by that but is... But let me, let me just say this one thing. So so I think that's one aspect of it. That's okay. creative, but there could be people who are, who are suffering creative burnout because they're not seeing anything from their art. Uh, that they're not getting anything back okay. from their art. So you, you have posted. Yeah. You've done all of these types of things. Yeah. And now you're, you're kind of experiencing this creative burnout okay. because of the fact that... Yeah. You know, right. um, yeah. it's like you're not getting those results, right. you know, and so it's like how it's trying to get that person also to say, um, what can I do to stay inspired Okay. to, okay. to do that? Okay. You know, how, how do I kind of reposition myself to say, okay, um, you know, in spite of maybe what isn't going right, uh -huh. you know, maybe, maybe I haven't you know, reach the amount of, you know, viewers that I would like to have, or maybe I haven't received the amount of listens okay. that I would right. like to have, you know, things that could kind of motivate that person to say, okay, creatively, I still need to mm -hmm. keep going. Right. I still okay. need to right. keep posting, Right. you know, and so I don't know for that person if the reorganization aspect uh. might work for them. As much as now, it's just trying to figure out other ways to get, you know. But that's maybe... part of organizing is even organizing your vision, your priorities. Like right. I know for us, I had to push some things off, you know, because I'm like a, a, a bird with shiny object, you know. Oh, this and right. that and the other. And there were a couple things that I just had to cross off the list. I'm like, this is not. I can't keep doing that if I want, because I know for us, I'm pulling out the book and right. trying to work on that. So I just put some other things on the shelf. I just had to, but I had to to look at everything that is going on and figure out what are the things that that really help us get 
to what we want to do now. And so trying to figure out what are the things that matter. So, right. so to find out, okay, what is the source of the burn? What is the thing that's making me feel discouraged? Right. And figure out, okay, how can I go about changing that Well, thing? and I was going to say, when you were talking about the no feedback, so, yeah. so things like, and I, this is kind of behind the philosophy of the work is smart, not hard, is one of the things that I did, oops, is that I took one post that um, the PMG um, blog post, which has mm-hmm. been needing to up, be updated, and I used that for the BPJ um, email. I took parts of that for the BPJ email, mm-hmm. and then I also used it for an email for people from Bandcamp. Right. You know, so instead of writing three different things, mm-hmm. you know, because I don't, we don't get a whole lot of feedback on those. Right. I took one one big idea and repurposed it three times. Okay. So that to me, then that way I don't feel like, oh, I spent, you know, three hours writing this thing and I only got five people who opened it. Right. You right. know, so that kind of thing. So Right, yeah, because those are the types of things that can burn people yeah. out. You know, that's another part that can do it. It's like, you know, it's, it's like you are the... You're, Pouring the, all this energy and right. time. Right, it's a tree falling in the forest, forest and yeah. wondering if anybody's hearing yeah. it. And so that's the other aspect about, you know... So is it, you know, kind of being more laser focused with maybe this one thing and trying to make sure that you can grow this one thing that you think is the most important aspect of what you're doing and say, okay, I want to make sure, you know, maybe, hey, I'm going to dedicate my time into, you know, figuring out how I can add two listeners on Spotify. Right. You know what I mean? And sometimes it, it is understanding that you have to, you know, crawl before you can walk. Yeah, so set the bar you know. a little bit lo- more realistically. Yeah, set it set low to say, yeah. you know, hey, you know, I, I think that was the same for me as far as running. It was like, okay, I want to run for one minute. Mm-hmm. If I can run at this speed for one minute mm-hmm. and then walk a minute, then run a minute, mm-hmm. and then walk a minute, to just do that, yeah. you know, and then after a while it becomes two minutes, yeah. you know, and I know for most people it's like, oh, a minute is no time, but it's kind of just a gradual process, yeah. and it's sort of like, hey, if I can add one listener, yeah, you know, and yeah. then whatever it took to add that one listener, you do it again, and maybe you figure out how to add two, right. you know, yeah. and you can keep growing it that way, so. Okay, yeah, I like that. All right, so when he says clear the decks uh, for that number two, option is to get rid of the non-essentials and that kind of goes back to what we just talked about. For me, you know, we used to do an email uh, blast out for every podcast episode. I mean, there were certain other things that used to happen and I did it for a while and I'm like, okay, this is too much. I Mm -hmm. just, you know, for the amount of response. It's not like there were people saying, oh, you know, I didn't get it, you know, today or whatever. And it's like, okay, so that's not edifying me. And I, it, you know, and, and, and maybe 30 people opened it and I didn't really see an, a big increase in listenership from that. So it's right. like, okay, that is not, that goes on the table while this book thing has been, I'm ready now. I'm feeling it. Mm-hmm. And it's been sitting on the shelf for three years now. So it's time right. to, I'm, I'm ready to tackle putting that together. I'm, I'm in that mindset to be mm-hmm. able to do it, but I had to clear some things that, that right. weren't really working. Um, so, th- so that's the second step. And then, of course, the third, we talk about this a lot, is to reprioritize, which is kind of what we just talked about. Right. So reprioritize and say, okay, that even if I only get, and I go back to that, three things a day, sometimes I say one thing a day. Mm -hmm. I put three things on the list, but if I get one done that day, then I'm good. I put whatever the, the big thing at the top, and then I'll have two just in case that one is quick. 
Right. And I'm feeling really motivated and I can get two more things done. Mm-hmm. But that one thing. So just reprioritize so that you can make sure that your vision is met. And I guess that's the way I feel about the book. Right. I feel like that now that we have 244 blog posts, mm-hmm. now I have, you know, the the information I can go back and mine. I'm not writing from scratch. I'm, right. I'm, I'm pulling together pieces that have already yeah, uh, sense. have already been uh, growing and brewing. So. Right. Um, and then, of course, number four for how to rebound from creative burnout is to time block. And we've talked about that before. But now that you have, you know, your reprioritized list, yeah. you know what you should be spending your time on. Yes. Now you've gotten rid of all the things that you can delegate. I mean, there are some things like, you know, our son is helping us with the social media growth for TikTok. Yeah for YouTube and for Instagram. So I don't need to figure out what the reels are and do all of that. You know, so that was one of the non-essentials. I mean, it's essential, but if I can get somebody else who is more motivated to do that and goes already, that was one thing that that I know uh, we crossed off the list and and delegated that. Well, that's what building relationships kind of help too. So, I mean, that's the other aspect that sometimes... Two, if you're in that situation where there is a lack of feedback, maybe the thing you need to do is think about building relationships. Okay. Is that you can't you can't look at doing this thing as a solitary process. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we were just talking about this on the other episode where you're talking about, you know, kind of getting with somebody to take a walk with or yeah. something like that. Well, you know, kind of building relationships kind of helps you to do that. You know, so, you know, whether it's, participating in Facebook groups yeah. or maybe things that kind of help you, you know, get yourself off the island yeah. and just interacting with people, that kind of helps a right. lot, yeah. you know. So, so again, that if it's the, if the lack of feedback and that kind of thing. And sometimes, too, is that, you know, you can't do it in a way where you're not legitimately... You know, reaching out to people. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you can't have a conversation with somebody where basically you're always just waiting on your turn, your turn to speak. Right. You know that, that pretty That's much that words are just going by your ears. Right. And when they're going to shut up, so I can start talking. <laughs> you know, right. you can't you can't do that. Right. You know, you have to be willing to give of yourself. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing that sometimes. The of yourself part of it, you know, you might have to do a lot of that mm. to start getting stuff back. Yeah, and I think you know, for me, it's just going through Facebook groups. I mean, and I'm, I mean, not only do I do hours, but right. but uh, participate in others. And if I see a topic that I have, you know, that hits me, like okay, you know, yeah. and and responding to somebody, if they sure say, back. well, how do you, you know, I've seen people who say, do you create merch for your you know, podcast, or do you, how do you promote your podcast and Facebook groups without being spammy? I mean, all of those little things, it's like, I got a quick answer, and then now I've kind of made, you know, a friend out of the person who was like, okay, I hadn't thought about that, or, you know, and, and it's just something I actually care about. It's not like I'm not, you know, I guess going out of my way to be friendly so that eventually I'll have somebody I can you know, bounce stuff off of, is right. I actually care about this topic, so. so. So maybe that's a good idea. I mean, but I think you do that already, so meaning that that, that aspect is a part of your time block. Mm-hmm. So that, maybe that's a thing, too, as you're time blocking things. I think that, that people, you know, DIY rock stars especially, we don't, we forget about that part of it. That, you know, there's that relationship component and there's that marketing component. Mm-hmm. There, there are those two components that are huge 
to your success as a DIY rock star. I don't care how good you are. Yeah. If people don't know your music exists, yeah. it's not going to make a difference. Yeah. It's just not. Yeah. If they don't know it exists, forget about it. Yeah. You know, it's not going to happen. That's marketing. Yeah. Right? And then also, if your music isn't connecting with people, if you can't connect with people, yeah. right? Yeah. Then you're going to have a problem because music is a cultural phenomenon. Mm -hmm. You know, we have touch points in history. If you're watching a movie and it's about Vietnam, you know the type of songs they're going to play. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know movies <laughs> that are, you know, you know what's going to play during love scenes. You know what's going to play during a horror movie. Right. You know all of these things. Yeah. And, and why do you know that? Because music is baked within our culture. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's baked it is. as a part of our emotions. Stuff like people need music for their weddings and things yeah. like that. They're, you know, it's the birthday song, right? right. right. It reminds them of when they were in high school. Yeah. All these things. So so you have to understand that you want your music to become part of our cultural fabric. Yeah. And so if it's not connecting with people, that's the other aspect, you know. And, and this is not a thing where I'm preaching to people. It's like every time, you know, we're preaching here, I'm actually preaching to myself. Well, so, I, mean, so I guess the thing that was, like that was weird for us is realizing that what you were saying the other day is that Prince, even as solitary and one man, king of the whatever, whatever, that he was very much, um, he very much was interacting with people all along, whether it was Ray Parker Jr. or Chris Moon or, you know, these people that along the way... Yeah, that that helped. kind of helped him out or right. with Andre Simone and his family right. and, and him saying, hey, you know, uh, his brother used to, Andre Simone's brother used to tell Prince, hey, you know, man, your stuff is just as good as the stuff on the radio. Right. Or, or Pepe Willie had to told him when they were coming up, man, y'all songs are too long. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah, all you, these you, you got to have verse and help them to structure songs yeah. and things like that. So all these, and, and it, that doesn't diminish his talent. Right. It doesn't do any of that. If but, anything, it kind of it kind of gives me more respect for the fact that he actually put in practice. It wasn't something that he was just born with. Right. This, these are things that, that he built, right. you know, the, by using, you know, or by having those influences and those resources right. and other people in his life. You know, his father showed him stuff on yeah. the piano. He yeah. did just all of these things. And he wasn't a one-man right. pop he didn't out just, of the womb. Right, he didn't pop out of the womb and just had all this talent and just yeah. this type of thing. It, yeah. You know, it was built within that culture in Minneapolis yeah. with all these bands and musicians and yeah. things like that. And they all kind of fed off the Sonny Thompson guy who later played with Prince, taught Prince a lot of stuff. Yeah. There's tons of people who were part of that sound that kind of, you know, led into that. Yeah. Now, at the same token, it's because Prince was this, you know, amazing talent that he was able to fuse all of this stuff. Right. And become the great artist that he became. Right. But, you know, don't ever he get wasn't a twist a that, that, right, that, that, right. that, that, you know... With developing your talent, with developing your songs, whatever else, you need people. Yeah. You always are going to need people. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's 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 a part of what we do as musicians. It's part of what music is. It is more than anything. It's a language, and if it's a language that lets you know, it's baked into our culture. Yeah. It's a, it's a form of cultural communication. That's what it is. Yeah. So. All right, and then um, the fifth tip for rebounding from creative burnout is to care for yourself physically, and we've talked about that along the way, but if your mental health is, um, your physical health is tied to your mental health. So, yes. you know, some form of whatever the physical activity to get your heart pumping, you were just yeah. telling our son that the other day, you know, you got to make sure that as you, you know, your life changes, your seasons change, that you continue to have some type of physical 
um, uh, care practice. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that that helps feed the mental. And, and, and creatives, you will know that if you, a lot of times, um, take a problem, take a break from it, and take a walk, but you're actually thinking about that problem, yeah. that it will work itself out as you walk. Yeah. That those two are really connected. That actually even helps me with my day job. It's like, if I'm constantly, I, I sometimes have to do that. It's like, if, if I'm getting ready to write an email, if I'm getting ready to, you know, get on a call or something like that, I sometimes, I just have to get out mm-hmm. and walk think about the problem, think mm-hmm. about the issue, and then come back to it and say, okay, now I think I got it. I think I have everything in my head and I have it all together. Mm-hmm. And that, that happens with songs too. Yeah. You know, sometimes yeah. I have to do that. I have to take the song and maybe sometimes I have to take it, walk, and listen to it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I have to just let it go mm-hmm. and walk right. away mm-hmm. and then come back later and, and kind of listen and say, okay, all right, all right, yeah, now I can see right. how I can do this. Yeah. So, I like that. And then finally, um, the tip for the big finale for uh, rebounding from creative burnout is to reroute in your productive passion. And what he's talking about here is, you know, what is it? Why did you do, you know, come to whatever it is that you, you know, your, your, why do you create? What is the, what are you looking for? You know, and whatever that is, that that will give you that light inside. That will give you the motivation. If you say, I love, you know, for us, I, I don't know, I just love creative expression. So wherever right. I can infuse that or find it in my day, you know, um, that that's the reason why I do the things I do. No, I do not have to make t-shirts. No, I do not have to, you know, um, write songs. No, I do not. But it fuels me. It makes me feel alive. So yeah. that's the reason why I do it. Well, the thing is, too, is kind of going back to our other episode is that, you know, um, sometimes for to to get back to this thing, sometimes you have to set yourself little challenges, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's, you know, maybe going back to just saying, OK, I'm just going to play the piano and just write some songs just to the piano. Okay. And that's what I'm going to do, you know, or or the guitar or whatever. Maybe that's a part of it. Maybe it is changing up your gear. Maybe it's these other things that kind of motivate you, mm-hmm. you know, um, to, to get inspired to do something. Because sometimes you have to break the rut of your creativity, of your creative process, mm-hmm. you know, because that can become kind of a rut too right. where, where you feel like you are writing the same song yeah, over, over and over again same song, right. lyrics over and over the same right. thing over and wearing over again wearing the same clothes right. we were talking about that that I'm in the middle of uh, rethinking my wardrobe I'm, right. I'm, I'm tired you know I go through phases right and I went through a black phase as you guys can tell for a, quite a while and it was related to mental health it was related to day job it was related to all kinds it was related to my mom passing it was it was all of that Mm-hmm. And now I'm ready to come out of it. And so now I'm in the middle of rethinking that. I'm like, okay, I want to embrace my color again. I, I want right. things to be bright again. So, yeah. so yeah, just even, and that is to me opening up a whole new thing for me. Yeah. And not the way I did it before. You know, I've done this color thing before. Yeah. And sometimes in a whole it, new way. That's the thing too. You kind of have to figure out, you know, ways of, you know, uh, inspiring yourself to, to, I guess bring things out of you that you know you didn't think were in you. Yeah. You know, yeah. and sometimes that's where switching things up, yeah, hearing things a little bit differently, um, I think kind of helps yeah. to do that. So yeah. So I hope this was helpful for you guys because again, I'm always looking for things that that spark me. You know, that the, especially actionable things, things that it doesn't matter what you do, you mm-hmm. can take these steps. 
and they can move you further along in what you want to do. Yeah. So, so I hope that helps you. What tips did we miss? What do you guys do to rebound when you have been creatively burnt out? We'd love to hear about it. Leave it in the comments below. And what else? And Sugar Fit It is still streaming everywhere. Yes. So you can get that from streaming. And then also you can buy the CD if yes. you're so interested. And we have ringtones. All 15 songs for Sugar Fit have their very own ringtone. So if you want your phone to ring Funky Fresh with the Sugar Fit, make yeah. sure you check out the link below. And, and if you do the vibe and you want to be a part of the tribe, be sure to subscribe. We're wishing you love, peace, and chicken peas. Yeah.